Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to my podcast. My name is Bibi, and I'm a fit and lifestyle blogger and podcaster. And I'm really excited to have you here. Um, before we jump right into it, I would like to say Happy New Month! We made it, guys. This year, um, it's been very. It's been a faster January than we expected. And I know in the past, everyone always talks about, oh my God, January is so long. It feels like three months. But I think this January went by really fast. And I didn't feel any sort of way about it being dragging and all that stuff. So I'm really thankful. I'm just glad that it's a new month. It's a new opportunity to do amazing things um all your goals all your plans to still very valid if you haven't started doing the things you said you're gonna do at the beginning of the year there's no pressure like fresh beginnings fresh starts this is a new month you can always jump right into it no pressure whatsoever so yeah thank you so much for being here today i'm gonna be talking about how to live a sin-free life um basically because we've become slaves to righteousness it's actually indeed very possible to live a life free of sin yes i said that and i'm gonna say it again it's very possible to live a sin-free life we've been enabled in christ jesus to live a sin-free life so yeah i don't know how many of us might have found ourselves in a situation where we're currently doing something that we know God doesn't approve of, sort of like a bad habit. Um, sometimes we feel guilty and bad about it when we do something. I'll give a very common example, which is like something a lot of young people can relate to. So let's say, for example, um, fornication or maybe even masturbation. And you feel as though like, oh my God, I masturbate too much. I'm probably going to hell. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I slept to that girl. I can't believe I slept to that guy again. What is wrong with me? I can't seem to get it right. And you just find yourself in that situation where you're beating yourself up. And you're like, oh my God, I'm such a disappointment. God is probably tired of me. And it's like, oh God, you can't get your shit together. Sorry for using the S word. <laughs> it's totally out of character for me. But you can't get your life together that so i just want to encourage someone out there today that you can actually live a sin-free life it's very possible it's very achievable there's nothing nothing absolutely nothing that can stop you from living a sin-free life um i think one of my favorite scriptures about this topic is romans chapter 6 1 to 11 and it's so beautiful in the sense that he addresses this topic so effortlessly. So if you have a Bible, you can open up to Romans 6. And just read the whole chapter of Romans 6, actually. And my favorite passage kind of starts from verse 15. That says, what then shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace by no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourself to someone as obedient slaves... You are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or obedience, which leads to righteousness. But well, thanks be to God that, though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. 
And so as for everyone that stepped into Christ, as for everyone that's given their life to Christ and accepted God, like Christ, to be their Lord and Savior, you're a slave to righteousness. You're no longer a slave to sin. Gone are the days of you saying, oh, I'm just a sinner. Um, I make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Yada, yada, yada. No. As a believer, those are just excuses now. Because scripture makes us understand that God made Christ, who knew no sin, to become sin for us. So we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's what we are. We're now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If God, who is the righteous one, isn't struggling with sin, that means we children of god have also been enabled not to struggle with sin it's extremely possible and i don't want us to become sin conscious with like oh my god i sin did i not sin no that's not why god created us it didn't create us to start becoming so obsessed about is that sin is that sin is that sin is that sin no 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 it wants us to be much more aware of who we are in christ of the righteousness we've received in christ jesus and wants us to work out that nature that perfect nature that we've received because now scripture says if any man be in christ is a new creation all things have passed away all things have become new so there's this newness and freshness you become the very righteousness of god in christ jesus you now have the same nature god has god isn't struggling with sin you are not struggling with sin as well that's your reality so now you work out the salvation that has been worked into you i know many times we feel as though when someone says oh work out your salvation like you feel as though the pressure is on you to work out and be good and be perfect but really that's not what the scripture talks about the scripture says this is philippians 2 12 to 13 and it says that therefore my dear friends as you've always obeyed not only in my presence but now much more in my absence continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is god who works in you to will and to act on behalf of his good purpose another verse says for it is god who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose so the pressure to be to work out your your salvation has never been placed on you before i don't know why some of us think as though like oh i have to work on my salvation the salvation was worked into you when you gave your life to christ when you believed into christ it was worked into you and that same thing that has been worked into you is what you work out so you can't work out something you don't have it's impossible that's why i forgot in the scripture i think it was a matthew that says um to move much is given much is expected god is not going to expect you to be righteous to be holy to be blameless if he hasn't already made you that in christ the fact that he has made you righteous he has made you holy he has made you blameless he has accepted you is the same fact that is making him demand all these things from us so yeah there's absolutely no pressure from anywhere you're a slave to righteousness you just have to keep working it out and how do you work it out there are different ways to work it out and one of the things that comes to mind is through the word of the like word of god 
in the sense that sometimes we think as though oh because now I'm, I'm a believer like all the things i used to struggle with as an unbeliever will automatically fade away haha <laughs> that's not true because i always talk about the fact that man is a trapezoid being or a spirit that lives in a body and has a soul so when you give your life to christ your spirit gets saved but guess what your mind isn't saved yet and that's the same mind that was with your old but that was with your old spirit that was with your old nature it's been accustomed to seeing and like acting out but when you give your life to christ and get a new spirit you have to spend time in the word of god to unlearn the things of your old man of the old flesh so that you can relearn the things of god that will make you act right which is why one of my favorite scriptures ever is Romans 12 verse 12. But at Romans 12 verse 2 that says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. is good, pleasing, and perfect will. So send us not to be conformed to the pattern of this world. And the pattern of this world is the pattern of the things of the old, of the old man. Because now that we now have the spirit of God dwelling in us, we're one with God. That's what we are. So when we when we renew our mind with the word of God, our mind begins to conform to the mind of Christ. So that's just what it is. You have to spend time in the word. There's no shortcut. The song still stands. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day. If you want to grow. If you want to grow. If you want to grow. Read your Bible. Pray every day. If you want to grow. So the formula hasn't changed. It's still reading your Bible. Praying every day. But there's some other things that might be helpful and one thing i always say to people is to like identify their triggers like what actually led you down this path like some of us we already read our bible and we pray every day but we find ourselves doing some certain things which we ought not to be doing and then it takes me to the question like you have to identify your triggers what triggers you to do certain things and sometimes it might be the kind of content we're consuming so for example social media our friends movies books different things they're coming at us with so much information like for example if you're very exposed to things like hollywood you pretty much might think premarital sex is okay because that's all that is portrayed in the movies oh it's okay to have sex with your boyfriend your girlfriend before you get married but the word of god still stands god wants us to honor him honor ourselves with our bodies till we get married he wants the marriage bed to be undefiled that's the standard that's what he wants it's not going to change anytime soon but the world everything all the channels we're exposed to is telling us otherwise so sometimes we go through this internal struggle is marital sex wrong is he right is, is masturbation wrong i mean you see articles that be like oh masturbation is healthy you gotta do this you gotta do that and you start finding yourself in a place of struggle should i do this should i do that and you're like oh god what is this but remember what first corinthians 15 33 says it says 
evil communication corrupt good manners so in as much as you're trying to develop good manners by praying every day and reading your bible the more you expose yourself to those kind of content the difficult it's gonna be because you can't keep reading your bible and at the same time exposing yourself to this kind of comment that tries to corrupt your mind and corrupt your beliefs so i always say if you follow me on twitter i always say it's okay to mute block unfollow people that post things that trigger you people that post things that make you go into a mood of oh my god i gotta do this thing and you don't want it. it's okay to unfollow them it's okay to make your timeline clean even do the same thing for your instagram because there's a lot of visual content it's okay to mute people it's completely fine so you have to be very intentional about the things you relate to it and relate to because the things we see with our eyes and our ears and the things we meditate on whether we like it or not that's just how we are as christians or as human beings in this situation so yeah just be very mindful of the content you're consuming and um another thing i would like to point out is that if anyone comes to you and tells you that oh because of the grace of god you can do xyz and you know that it's contrary to the word of god don't be ashamed to say no thank you i'll pass the grace of god has never been a license to sin it is actually the freedom from sin scripture says for all as i've sinned actually that's romans 8 23 for all every single person every single soul for all i've sinned and fallen short of the glory of god everyone every single person i may be wrong but it's by grace that we've been saved so we're all one sinners but when we believed in god that spirit that body of sin that mind of sin that spirit of sin that we had the design original design was for it to go and it's by the grace of god that we've been saved if not for the grace of god jesus wouldn't have come down to die for our saints on the cross of calvary to take away our sins and the punishment for our sins away he wouldn't have but is that grace the fact that he has done that and we believe in jesus and we believe in him we believe in his finished words that's what makes us empowered to actually live a sin-free life so how can that same grace that gives us the empowerment to live a sin-free life be misconstrued as the grace that gives a license to sin you see that doesn't make sense that's absolutely bollocks it makes no sense whatsoever so so we know god's position on so many things but we can't keep intentionally doing this wrong things just because we know about grace that's not the design of grace that's not what grace is about it absolutely isn't what grace is about i'm sorry if you've mistaken but there's more there's more about god's grace god's grace is freedom god's grace gives liberty from sin it's not a freedom to sin let me actually make you laugh one of my twitter followers actually reached out to me and told me that someone was telling her that since we've become the righteousness of god in christ jesus and we're only in christ anything we do automatically becomes holy and righteous and the person went on to say that so if we're committing fornication 
or were committing adultery, it therefore becomes a holy and righteous act. I was like, wait, what? Excuse me. What kind of twisted ideology is that? Why are you trying to base something that is against God's will, God's commandment, and trying to okay it because of the grace of God? That's the most misunderstood thing I've ever heard when it comes to grace. Like, grace can never and will never ever be a license to sin and i'm tired of hearing people twist and turn what the grace message is about grace is the freedom from sin the grace message tells you that god is not angry with you so therefore you're free to live a life a life that is meaningful and pleasing unto god like if sometimes think about like the a sacrifice of Jesus on the cross of Calvary is likened to a situation where you were almost thrown in jail. You're almost sentenced to death. And someone stepped in and paid for your offense. And in this situation, the person is Christ. You're about to be killed. But then Christ stepped in and be like, what is she owing? What is he owing? I'm going to pay for it. And he gave the payment. Like if that person that stepped in your shoes when you're about to be murdered comes to ask you hey girl can i have a cup of water like are you not going to give them the old world like is only what are you want what else do you want i'm going to get you this 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 it's kind of like that's exactly what it is like you would not struggle to please the person that saved your life you would not struggle the fact that the person saved your life has not given you freedom to do good things so let's say it was a bad thing you did maybe like for example let's say you murdered someone and you're about to be murdered then christ came and said please murder me instead of this guy the fact that christ died for you isn't that more motivation for you to go and live a life free of murdering people like that's that's the rationale behind grace i'm just tired of people like trying to twist it it is straightforward grace is the freedom it's liberty to live a life that is pleasing without grace we cannot please god without faith we cannot please god so i I would just really appreciate us to stop twisting the word of god and also lastly i would say we have to learn how to put our trust in god because our sufficiency is in him and not of ourselves i know sometimes we try to put our strength and our power in ourselves saying oh me how can i commit adultery oh god forbid do you know why i'm do you know blah 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 and we start to put this kind of mentality in ourselves whereas we're not self-sufficient on our own it's like if god (laughs) for some of us if not for god's grace we'll be doing some crazy stuff so like it's nothing to be proud about it's nothing to be boastful about that's not that's not like the gist of the situation it's basically we have to understand that christ is our sufficiency it's because of the relationship we have in christ that's why we can actually do these things so we should never rely on ourselves because that's flesh and flesh profits nothing we have to rely on God at all times to help us. Sometimes you set a goal like, okay, this week I'm not going to masturbate. And by Tuesday you're doing it already. And then you start to find yourself in like such 
a horrible place where you're sad and dejected and crying like oh my god i can't believe i did this again after i promised myself not to do it that's because you're putting so much pressure on yourself you gotta put all that weight on god let him guide you let him direct you let him lead you into making better decisions for yourself so that's the thing and also find a good community find people you can open up to trust me not all christians know it all the time and sometimes because of the things you're doing they might want to like drag you into it as well by giving you bad advice but <laughs> let your spirit of discernment be on fleek you gotta be sharp in these things like understand that god is not angry with you first and foremost and he has given you his very own righteous nature if god is not struggling with sin you cannot be struggling with sin you have to tell yourself these things you have to understand these things so yeah also put in some practical tips like if you know that oh you're crazy about masturbation like put up some pop-up on your computer and your phone that each time you try to go to that porn site it will actually block you if you're addicted to fornication or like just finding yourself in uncompromising situations put up boundaries you gotta protect yourself as well just protect yourself and lastly pray and trust god pray and trust him that whatever it is that you may be going through is more than enough to take you out of it and i would never ever underestimate the place of accountability if you can find an accountability partner in which you can talk to you can be open to you can be vulnerable with and let them know xyz is my struggle i need help i need you to pray with me i need you to support me and everything that would also work as well because i know that accountability is a very very major thing to actually achieving your goals if there's some things you're struggling with i just wanted to put this up there so anyways just remember that god loves you god is very intentional about you he's not letting go he's not leaving you he's not tired of you it's not like don't feel like oh he's rolling his eyes at you he's never ever ever gonna stop working on you till you conform to his image the goal is to conform to the image of christ it's possible it is absolutely possible to conform to the image of christ it's not unattainable like i said you have the very own nature of god so it is absolutely possible for you to do these things thank you so much for listening to the end i really appreciate you being here it means the world to me i pray that you have a wonderful week i pray that all your desires come to pass i pray that everything that you're waiting upon the lord for happens sooner than you expect and i also pray that you experience god like never before i pray that every situation that you're struggling with right now be it overeating or masturbation fornication lying dishonesty fraud whatever the situation might be i pray that god is coming in the midst right now and taking everything away in the name of jesus thank you Abba father for in jesus name ever prayed amen thank you so much for listening i hope you have a good week bye bye now